folks welcome back to another episode of degenerate danger zone this september 2nd and baseball had an absolute amazing amazing night of runs we'll get into that in a minute but i'm ty b and i'll be joined by meerkat once again but first a shout out to our sponsor pause electric give them a call at 716-698-2711 pause electric can help with any commercial or residential electrical project from anything from new house wiring to main service upgrades or even any type of service calls again give them a shout at 716-698-2711 and let them know train wreck sports sent you and they'll give you a little hookup meerkat we got to get into this the baseball slate last night was filled with overs and teams putting up double digits you had the the cardinals put up 16 you had the braves with 10 the tigers with 12 the indians with 10 and to cap it all off you had the giants putting up a 23 spot out there against the rockies in colorado what are you thinking after watching all those games yesterday and seeing those scores? Where's the baseball's boring crowd now? I mean, <laughs> things are ramping up. You like to see the offense in baseball. I mean, just mashing homers left and right. Teams putting up football scores. You love to see it. It keeps things exciting, especially in the shortened season. And who doesn't love to bet the over? Looks great for overs. Seriously, and you had Alex Dickerson who had three home runs and two doubles. One double that would have been out of the ballpark at any other MLB stadium and hits the bottom of the fence there. It looked like it was going out. It looked like he was going to get the four home runs. But he tied Willie Mays' record for most total bases in a game with 16. That's just it's just amazing. And uh, to be watching all those high scores last night when I'm, you know, sitting down watching SportsCenter at the end of the night was wild. But baseball was extremely, extremely exciting yesterday. And I think that's only going to continue. Um, you look at some of the games today, and it looks like a very fun slate. The first game I'm looking at, I'm targeting a dog here. I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers. Hear me out on this. You got them taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers have struggled a bit. Tigers are sitting right about plus 130. They're putting out their number one pitcher, Spencer Turnbull, who's been very, very serviceable this season with a 2.97 ERA. Uh, he's coming off a start where – he shut out the Cubs over 5.2 innings in last season. Uh, or He hasn't seen the Brewers since 2018, so they don't really you know, have too much on him. I think that's a good spot. And the Brewers are throwing out Adrian Hauser with a 436 ERA on the season. But if you look at his most recent starts, 0-3 over his last four with the 6.43 ERA. He's been struggling lately. And I think, you know, if the Tigers can continue to – to put up a couple runs, I think you can get over the blue, the Brewers here and get some good value there at plus 130. Yeah, I like that play a lot. I mean, Hauser, just really not a great pitcher, someone that they could take advantage of. And Tigers uh, seem to play good as dogs, you know. It's been dog days coming around in the MLB recently and uh, could be another one today. One game I'm looking at, though, is our Buffalo Blue Jays. They are taking on the Marlins. I mean, the Blue Jays are the hottest team in the MLB since, what is it, August 17th? Mm -hmm. These guys are in a playoff spot right now. I mean, they are pushing. They're putting Ryu on the mound. He has been awesome this season. 
Uh, he's facing Sixto Sanchez, you know, a really young guy who's only made two starts in his career so far for the Marlins, but he has been dealing. I mean, in two starts, he's got 12 innings pitched, only three earned runs, 14 strikeouts. The dude can deal, but so can Ryu, who's having a great season. And I feel like both of these teams are teams that seem to, you know, get their batting into gear later in games. So for this one, I'm looking at and taking the Blue Jays Marlins first five under three and a half. It's a small number there, but I don't see either of these pitchers, you know, getting beat up too early on and dealing their best stuff, especially both, you know, in positions where they want to win and they need to win. So that's my MLB play of the day. Only one I'm going to take so far. Yeah, so you got rookie Sixto Sanchez, who looked phenomenal uh, a few starts back, striking out 10 in his debut. Um, actually, it was a second start, no runs in 10Ks. Um, I think he has the stuff to be, you know, an absolute stud in this league. He's probably going to be a workhorse for that Marlins team in the upcoming seasons. But this could be, you know, a little step back a la Nate Pearson, who came out great in his first showing against the Nationals and then struggled his second time out. I think you might see some of that now that Sixto has some of this stuff on film. You have a little bit of time to look at some things if you're the Jays. Um, That's why I'm going to stay away from this game, just because of that unpredictability. But I do sort of like the under. Neither team really came out hot, and their offensive bats were, you know, it took some time to get them going. And obviously it was just a 3-2 final yesterday. So I think you'll probably see another game similar to that. But I like the Indians today. I'm going to go with the Indians minus one and a half. That's right about even money. I think I might take that Indians money line and some parlays too. You have Tristan McKenzie on the mound. This is just his third. This is yeah, just his third start. He's got a two-seven ERA. Hasn't given up more than two runs in any start yet. He's one of those guys you need to step up in the wake of Mike Clevenger being gone. They were going to leave him in the rotation and leave Plesac out, even with Clevenger still there. So that's how highly they think of this young guy. I think McKenzie has a lot of good stuff, especially going up against the Royals, who, you know, offensively don't can't do too much. And they're throwing Jacob Junis, who, you know, his last start coming off of an injury only went 3.2 innings, giving up two runs. And last season, he really struggled against the Indians, posting a 1-4 and record with a 6.82 ERA, 25 runs allowed over 33 innings. So I think the Indians could have another good offensive showing. They put up 10 last night. I think we're going to get something similar from them again today. Yeah, Indians are a good pick there. You know, that's a team I never bet against is the Indians. Um and, you know, Junis coming back, you said off of injury in his first start, didn't get a ton of action, looked a little shaky. And his history against the Indians is just awful. So at minus 164, you know, that's good for parlays right there, their money line. And that run line, pretty good looking right there, minus one and a half. Yep, yep, I'm feeling it. But let's move on there to the NHL. Very light slate for them today. Just one game. You have the Avalanche and Stars starting at 8 o'clock tonight. This one is sitting pretty close to a pick 'em at the creek right now. The Avalanche are slight favorites. They're at minus 118. What are you thinking in this game? You, you got anything on this one? 
I, I, along with, you know, a lot of the guys at Trainwreck have a future on the abs, which, you know, if you wanted to get in on that and still had faith, they're looking good at, what are they now? Nine to one, you 11. said? 11 to one. Um, so I'm going to take no play on this game right now. I would, I want to lean the stars, honestly. I hate saying that because I have the abs future and it's do or die tonight for them. So, you know, I really hope they come out firing and win this one. But, you know, their last 10 against Colorado, there's seven and three. Um, even though, you know, those four goals in two minutes by the Avs last game, outside of that, the Stars kind of outplayed them, you know. And, you know, I hope the Avs win this one. I'm just not feeling great about this tonight, and I think I'm going to avoid any action. Yeah, and all these games, you've seen the money line for the Avs started out with a lot of juice. It's come closer and closer to a pick em every single game. And you're right there again where anything can happen in this series. It could end tonight or the avalanche could come out with a huge flurry early on. I think, you know, if you're able to get some goals early on, you can play more your style of hockey if you're the abs. I'm going to go with the avalanche. I'm going to ride with them. I just think there's too much value there with them. It's so close to a pick. I'm I'm just going with it. I'm going to ride with them. I think they're going to hopefully finish this and complete this comeback in this series and move on so all of our futures continue to live. But on to the NBA bubble. You got two games again, Heat Bucks at 640. Heat took the first game of that one and Lemire's lock of the century. And then Thunder Rockets at 910. Both these games, five-point spreads again. What are you feeling looking at this card for the NBA tonight? Oh, man. I mean, just picking teams and spreads, these playoff bubbles so far, I've been doing great. Um, I Over-unders have been weird. You know, you have games that I was so sure we're going to go over last night, like Nuggets Jazz, and they score 160, but not even 160 points. Like, I don't – that was wild. So, I'm going to avoid any over-unders. But I am going to ride with my Miami Heat again. I am officially all the way bought into these guys. You know, I knew Jimmy Butler was going to come out there and lead this team against the Bucks in game one. But, you know, 40 points in your face the way he did it, I did not expect that. I, the Heat are just on fire. They pretty much dominated game one, you know, 115 to 104. And the head-to-head matchups they have are just great with the Bucks. You know, they did a good job of shutting down uh, Giannis for the most part. You got to limit Middleton a little more. Uh, but, you know, the Heat are 5-0 against the spread against winning teams, uh, you know, in their last five. And the Bucks are just 2-6 and six against the spread overall in their last eight. So I'm going with the Heat plus five again tonight. I do like them to win outright, but I'm going to play it a little more safe tonight because the level of talent Giannis has, you don't know what he can pull off. So he plus five is my play for that game. Well, I think the Bucks bounce back. <laughs> I really oh. do. I, I think if you're Giannis, you, you got to really show up. It's going to be similar to what I think, you know, in that first round where the Bucks struggled game one against the Magic. They came out firing in game two. All those guys around Giannis are hearing all this talk. They know they need to step up as well. And Giannis himself knows that he needs to do a little bit more as, as an MVP player. And I think here you're going to be able to get them to get a win by over five points because they're going to pull away a little at the end there. You should probably 
hopefully get a couple free throws there later later on in that game to get you over. I think they win by like seven or eight. So I really I really just think they're going to bounce back. But that Thunder Rockets game, I'm going to stay away from. It's been it's been a kind of a crapshoot. And you saw, you know, later on in that game, some of those ter- big turnovers by the Rockets. Chris Paul has been playing out of his mind lately. So I'm going to stay away from that one. But real quick, Jimmy Butler over under 22 and a half points tonight. 22 and a half. You know, just off the top of my head, I – I love that. I don't. I see him as a guy, you know, who every game this series can drop twenty-five to thirty points. Uh, the way he's taking charge, and you know, they're really relying on him with you know how young that team is, and him being the veteran leadership who's been in this position before. So after that first big game one performance, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, and his uh, total for three pointers is only over under a half, so we just need him to get one if you're betting the over. I, I don't think that's a bad play either, just to get Jimmy to hit one three. Um, but let's move on here. I know you were looking at the tennis a little bit. So was I. My my play for tennis is going to be Osaka minus five. I think you can get, get good money there. Osaka's only played against Camilla Georgie once in her career. Beat her two sets to none, six two, six three, coming off her first U.S. Open championship in 2018. And in that week, Georgie also defeated number uh, number two ranked Caroline Wozniacki at that point. So she was playing very good tennis when Osaka was able to defeat her. Osaka, you know, struggled a little bit in the mid of that first game she played but she was coming off of a hamstring injury I don't think she was just trying to push herself too much Um, so I think you're going to see her get back into her top game if you will and plus she's wearing those masks um, to you know bring light to some of the tragedies that have been recently happening she said she has six of them I believe and she wants to wear them all I believe that that she wants to wear them all so I'm doing that and then I'm going to parlay the Osaka money line with the Indians money line. And that comes to right about even money there at the Creek. So I think that's a great play. Yeah. I like that. Osaka's great. And you know what she's doing with the masks is awesome. She's playing for a cause and you love to see that. Um, I'm going to head on over to the men's side of things. Uh, we have a game at 3:45. Ricardus Barrancas versus Steve Johnson, not Stevie Johnson, our guy. You know, I'd love to see him play tennis, but uh, we have uh, Barrancas is actually a dog here, and they've only played once head to head, but Barrancas took it, and it's Barrancas, the guy who's been playing awesome tennis. You know, his only loss recently was to. Djokovic in that uh, Cincinnati tournament, you know, a week or so ago. And, you know, he still played Djokovic super tough, you know, only lost by three sets total to him. Uh, You know, they're ranked 64 and 65th in the world, so that doesn't really give you much discrepancy between the two in terms of, you know, success they've had. But Barankis at plus two is a play I really like here. I think I'm going to dabble on his money line plus 115 to win, but I really like that plus two because if Johnson does pull it off, I believe it's going to be really close. Yep, exactly. I I, I think I'm kind of there with you, and that's what you got to look for in tennis. When you you got people who are very evenly matched, maybe someone who's had the upper hand in the head-to-heads, but right now, for whatever reason, they're sort of being slept on. You can find some underdogs who – are, it's more of a coin flip. And you, if you're getting that positive value and you're going 50-50 on the day, 
but you're just betting those positive values, you're going to be up units. So that's always smart to be able to find those. I'd love doing that in tennis. I think that's a good, smart angle there on the Brankus pick. That's a 520 or so start. The Osaka match is going to be a nightcap at 7. Um, and then you, you also got Jesse Pagula playing today, Stefano Sipites, a lot of big names. Um, so I think it's going to be some fun, fun tennis at the U.S. Open today if you're into that. But that'll close it up for us today. For Meerkat, I'm Ty B. Make sure you guys call Pause Electric for any electrical needs, 716-698-2711. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay thirsty. That Burrs on the Rocks yesterday made me want to try that brand new, it was like a Jaeger ginger. Jaeger ginger, spicy ginger. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh the Burrs Burrs sold me on that one. Yeah. Yeah, He sold me on that one. I'm gonna be out getting that. But good night now.